Disclaimer. In this story, we will be discussing the murder of an eight-year-old girl. This chapter may be triggering for some listeners. This will be the only warning. Please do not listen if you are sensitive to this topic. guys today we're going to be talking about the case of cherish periwinkle cherish was born on christmas eve in 2004 in jacksonville florida to parents rain periwinkle and billy drew rain and billy did not maintain a relationship however billy tried to stay part of his kids lives even though he lived in california it was the 21st of june 2013 and it was not a normal day for cherish in the sense that she was due to fly to California the next morning to spend the summer with her dad. Cherish was just eight years old and lived with her mother, Rain, Rain's boyfriend, and her two younger sisters in Jacksonville. So on that day, the 21st of June, Rain was getting Cherish ready for the trip, things like packing her bags, washing her hair, and she also wanted to buy her some new clothes. So around 7.30 that evening, Rain took Cherish and her two sisters to the Dollar General store. Um, it was a 20-minute or so walk away from their house. Uh, Rain didn't have a car and she didn't drive. She walked the girls and their stroller to the store. Rain and the three girls looked at some clothes at the Dollar General store. Uh, Rain only had $100, but it was to cover the clothes, household items, and also they needed to take a taxi to the airport in the morning, so she needed to make sure... She saved enough money for that. So in reality, she didn't have a lot of money to buy Cherish clothes for the trip. At the Dollar General, Rain took a few items to the till to just have them price checked. Um, There was one little white dress with red hearts on it that she wanted to buy Cherish. Uh, When she realized she couldn't afford it, she put it back. The cashier at the Dollar General store confirmed a man asked if Rain had put the clothes back. So he asked the cashier if that woman just put those clothes back. That same man waited for Rain outside the store. He struck up a conversation with Rain outside of the store. He told her he was waiting for his wife and that they had a $100 gift card for Walmart that he would be happy for her to use to buy clothes for the girls. The cashier later confirmed that he saw them talking in the car park for around 10 to 20 minutes. During that time, the man introduced himself as Don. After waiting for his wife for a few minutes, he told Rain they could meet her at Walmart instead. And so at this stage, it had started to rain. So rain had two choices. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, but it's it was raining outside. It started to rain. The little girls had umbrellas. Um, so their mom had two choices. She could walk home in the rain or take a lift with Don to Walmart to buy some clothes for the girls. Rain was reluctant at first, but agreed to go to Walmart. She got into Don's van The van was white with carpet inside and blinds on the windows. When Rain and her daughters were inside the van, Don drove to Walmart, which was about a 10-minute drive away, to meet up with his wife. So, Donald James Smith was born on September 4th, 1956. Quite honestly, I went looking for information on his parents, but in reality, who cares? Honestly. Yeah, I don't even care when he was born. He's gross. Yeah. Um, we know he has experienced child abuse and he claims to have been molested at a, as a child, yeah. but there are countless other people that go through abuse that do not turn into the monster that this man was. 
Um, during the penalty phase of his trial, actually a psychologist even testified that Donald suffered from epilepsy as a child and some other neurological issues in his frontal lobe that impaired his ability to control his impulses, which I'll get into that more later in the story, but for now, um, his criminal history, his first sexual violation was in 1977. Um, for a lewd and lascivious act in the presence of a minor. Basically, he was masturbating in front of a child. After serving a year in the Duval County Jail, he was placed on probation and adjudicated a mentally disordered sex offender. Imagine doing something so horrendous, such as getting sexual gratification from masturbating in front of a child and only being in prison for a year. Mm. Look at Wesley Allen Dodd. No, I know, but that makes just so much sense. And honestly, if I was whoever made that call, I would do the same thing. Not like, like, do these people not think? Do they not think? Ugh. A lot of times they don't have access to prior um, convictions and prior case information when they're making their rulings. So, and that's a problem. They should have it open right in front but of them. Why is that not enough when he got arrested for doing the masturbation alone? It's just, it should be enough. I couldn't agree more. So after he was labeled a mentally disordered sex offender, he was arrested for violating his probation in 1981. He served 14 months from 82 to 83. Oh, wow. No, that's definitely enough time. Oh, for sure. He should be all better. Um, so 2003, he was convicted of dealing in stolen property and served two and a half years. Okay, so pretty much on the straight and narrow. Well, not just that. Two and a half years he served for stolen property, but a year for sexual misconduct. So during the trial, a witness was called to testify that Dawn attempted to abduct her when she was 13. Um, we're going to go over her testimony in a little bit, but uh, let's get back to Cherish. So we left off with Dawn driving Rain and her children to Walmart, um, which was, like I said, about a 10-minute drive away from the Dollar General where they had first met. Remember, the plan was to meet Dawn's wife there so that he could give Rain that $100 Walmart gift card to spend on her daughters. Um, so after waiting a few minutes in the parking lot and after Dawn made a phone call on a cell phone to his quote-unquote wife, the group decided to wait inside the store. So basically, Don pretended to talk to his wife on the phone and, and Rain just sat there and ate it up. Um, surveillance cameras throughout the store showed Rain, Cherish, and her two little sisters, and Don wandering around the shoe and clothing sections of the store. Rain was picking out items for each of her daughters, separating them inside the cart, anticipating being able to purchase everything using that gift card that Don was supposedly giving to her. Now, if you pay close attention to the video, Don does seem to be following Cherish quite a bit. Yeah. At one point, Don gives Cherish a pair of high-heeled lady shoes to try on and ask her mother for, to which Rain says, no, put them back. Cherish puts the shoes back, and Don, who can hear the three little girls starting to get fussy, because apparently they hadn't had any supper yet, even though it was well past nine by this time, Don pipes up and says, I'm going to McDonald's. Do you want some cheeseburgers? Of course, Rain accepts the offer and agrees to let Cherish go along with Don as he is supposed to be just going to the McDonald's inside the store. And I would just like to say that, like, <laughs> of course Rain accepts. Fuck that. <laughs> Don't accept that. Are you nuts? 
I like like usually I'm all for like you never know till you know yada 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 nah uh you know not to send your little girl with a random old man to McDonald's we know this you know this I know this my dog fucking knows this like come on horrible horrible and even worse more than 30 minutes passes before rain becomes worried about how long it's taking them to bring back the burgers there was an announcement on the loudspeaker warning customers that the store would be closing soon so at this point rain and her two younger children make their way to the front of the store to check mcdonald's to find cherish Um, mcdonald's was closed there was nobody there so now rain starts to panic in the video you can see her running back and forth um, and at 11.20 p.m., she finally calls 911. Uh, let's have a listen to that call. The call is actually over 10 minutes long, so we're not going to listen to the whole thing. But uh, but we're just going to play a little highlight of it. I had a strange feeling about him when I first met him. He took her to the he took her to the to, to the dressing room twice, and I was hoping that she would be okay. And I was looking at the shoes. And I didn't want him to think that I was overly protective, freaking out. But now they're not here. And I find it very odd because he knew that. Oh, okay, ma'am. What color vehicle does he drive? It's a white van. He said he was supposed to meet his wife here. And his wife never showed up, and I couldn't figure out why. His wife didn't even show up at Dollar General. And he told you that y'all were going to meet his wife at um, the Walmart? Yes. First, she was supposed to show up at Dollar General, and then he was going to meet with her at at Walmart. And we've been here probably two hours. He was giving too much attention. He wanted her to buy these really tall shoes that were women's shoes, and I told him no. I said, they're too high for her. I wouldn't even wear shoes that high. Maybe he was grooming her. I hope to God he doesn't kill her. I hope to God he doesn't rape her. There are so many takeaways there, but it is just, I don't know, I find it really annoying that, you know, she talks about that she won't get into a vehicle with a stranger to go to where she's going, but she'll let her daughter walk off with a stranger to McDonald's and, like, I remember from some of the surveillance as well, you can just see her like looking at clothes and stuff. Like she doesn't give She's not paying two the kids like, any attention. No. And not just that, it comes out that Don actually took Cherish to the dressing room by himself twice. Yeah. And mom still allowed this. Like it's it's mind boggling. So but Rain didn't have a lot of details to provide to the police on the nine one one call. Uh, she didn't know Don at all and described him as a man with a white hair who drove a white van. All she knew is that she had a bad feeling about him and that he must have taken Cherish. Bad feeling. Like, you got a bad feeling once you couldn't find her because then that's when you clued in that, oh, wait, strange men could take my daughter. Like, what do you, what? That makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And police were familiar with Don. Um, He was 61 years old. As we said before, he's a registered sex offender with offenses dating back to 77. Now, had he had a murder before this? No. Okay. I mean, he wasn't, he was never charged with murder before this. Yeah. Um, But he had just been released from prison about three weeks earlier. 
Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. And now this sex offender had Cherish. Despite searching throughout the night, it was only the next morning at 9 a.m. when police got a break in the case. An officer dealing with a separate road incident uh, recognized Don's van as it drove past. Um, He pulled him over and Don was arrested. The van itself was empty. There was no sign of Cherish or the items that Rain had left in the van, like their stroller and the stuff she bought at Dollar General. Um, Police were clear about one thing, though. Wherever Cherish was, it involved water, because Don was wearing the same clothes as he had on the day before, which was a black t-shirt and jeans, and the lower half of his body was soaking wet. Now... Is this like a big place? Like they couldn't find his van before this point? No. <sighs> it's just so sad. Go ahead. Um, but police received a tip that Don's van had been seen parked in the woods. Um, police went to the area and looked for water. There was a creek behind a church, and along with the help of a police dog, police made a devastating discovery. Any hope of finding Cherish alive was over. Her body was found in the water, weighted down by bricks and debris, under a tree. Donald Smith was charged with kidnapping, sexual battery, and first-degree murder. Also, Don has no wife. This was obviously a complete lie, told to gain the confidence of Rain so he could groom Cherish in order to assault and murder her. So at trial, the prosecution presented a strong but such a disturbing case against Don. Uh, trigger warning here again. Cherish's injuries gave an insight into some of the brutality and horror Dawn had inflicted on her. She had injuries all over her body. Dawn had gagged her so severely that her gums had bled. He raped her and he sodomized her. There was a hickey on her right breast and traumatic injuries to her genitalia. The prosecutor in the case said Donald had tore her apart. That's how brutal the injuries were. There was blunt force trauma to her head and ligature marks around her neck. Cherish had been strangled with such force that her eyeballs bled. The blood vessels burst in her throat, face, and eyes. Her injuries revealed defensive wounds, which showed that this little 67-pound 8-year-old girl fought for her life, but she was no match for the monster who had kidnapped her. The evidence in the case was so overwhelming. Not only was there CCTV of Donald leaving Walmart with Cherish, There was also evidence of his arrest while still wet and a witness who saw his van parked near to where Cherish's body had been found. There was also DNA evidence. His DNA was found on and inside Cherish's body and Cherish's DNA was found on his penis. In an earlier interrogation video, Don was heard saying the words, she fucking bit me in relation to an injury to his penis. Wow. I hope she fucking bit it off, bro. It was Ugh. it was a severe enough injury that the they took pictures of it. Good. I hope it haunts him for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. And noteworthy to add, the medical examiner, while testifying and explaining the injuries to little Cherish's body, she had to request a break to compose herself. Yeah, watching that like made me cry. Yeah, the testimony was so graphic and disturbing. I can only imagine in my nightmares what those autopsy photos showed. The poor jurors in this case will be haunted for the rest of their lives. Um, Donald didn't put forward a defense at all. They called no witnesses, so it was hardly a surprise when it took the jury less than 15 minutes 
to find him guilty of the kidnap, sexual battery, and first-degree murder of Cherish. So it makes me wonder if maybe he was... And I can't remember because it's been like at least a few months since I last watched any videos on it. But it makes me wonder if he was appointed a lawyer. And I wonder if like even that lawyer didn't want to do any work on it because he pled not guilty. Well, and I mean, I think that they had uh, defense plans um, around his um, mental fitness, I guess. But Donald is the one who didn't want to cross-examine the mother, for example. He's the one making the calls whether or not to. Every defendant, no matter what they've done or whatever, they deserve a defense. Um, so if his defense lawyers didn't do that um, against what Donald wanted, mm. he, they would have won a new trial on appeal by now for sure. Which is just silly because... They, they, were, they knew that he was caught he'd done this crime their main focus was the penalty phase of the trial right they just want to save his life is basically and when you have that amount of evidence against somebody um you're not going to get a plea deal right so they've got her body they've got all the evidence they need they're never going to say okay if you tell us this detail, we'll take the death penalty off the table. They don't need that. So they were going for the death penalty regardless. So there's no use in defending him against the crime itself. But let's bring up some mitigating circumstances that might persuade the jury to vote against the death penalty. Yeah. Is what is actually what happened. So during the penalty phase... Donald's defense lawyers had called witnesses to raise mitigating circumstances. Dr. Heather Holmes, who is a clinical and forensic psychologist, was one expert who testified for the defense. After interviewing and assessing Don Smith, Holmes testified that Smith has a history of blaming others for his crimes and that he had almost inappropriately close relationship with his mother. Holmes said when Smith committed crimes, his mother enabled him even to the point of paying off debts um, that Smith owed to his drug dealers. Another witness, which was one of Don's previous attorneys from one of his other crimes, testified for the defense about Smith's previous convictions on sexual offenses, saying that he fell through the cracks of the criminal justice system. The main point that Smith's defense team argued is that his mental health had been impaired for decades and should be considered by the jurors as they decide whether or not to recommend the death penalty. A forensic neurologist went over a series of MRI and other test results for Smith, explaining to the jury that Don had areas of abnormality throughout his brain that could affect his impulse control, memory, inhibition, and ability to learn from negative experiences, like being sent to jail for doing sex crime. Well, I wonder if he would have learned a little bit better if they sent him in longer. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, you could also make the argument maybe he did learn something because as far as the record goes, this is his first murder and he tried to conceal the body and the crime. Even Who though knows, he was like, on what video he was surveillance doing. being the one that took her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, all I'm saying is like, we don't know anything about what he did to kids that didn't get caught. Right. Um, this neurologist said, based on his analysis of Smith's brain, Smith could not control his actions. He testified that Smith told him that crack cocaine turned him into a monster. 
So the prosecution also presented aggravating evidence during the penalty phase, which was only one witness. Um, clearly, I think they felt that the injuries to Little Cherish was enough to persuade the jury to vote for death. Um, but just in case, they brought in one of Don's previous victims to testify. Carrie Ann Buck, who at the time was 37, took the stand and tearfully testified that Smith tried to kidnap her in Jacksonville back in 1992 when she was 13. So this was 25 years before Cherish was murdered. The trauma of it, she said, has remained with her throughout her life and now influences the way she raises her own kids. Dawn was sentenced to six years for the attempted kidnapping, and I'd like to play a clip of this woman's testimony. Excuse me? Where in the school area did you try to find it? Behind the school, there was a small playground, and there was a, a big, like a tube slide in the playground, and I got inside. When you got inside the slide, did you try to conceal yourself, hold yourself up in the slide to make it see? I did. I, I was holding and pushing out with my hands and my feet inside the Did you hear this defendant come after you? I did. What did you do? can hear and if you watch the video you can see the terror and trauma in this woman's voice and in her face still to this day 25 years later i think that this dude i think that this dude doesn't mind being in jail i almost feel like he gets released he's like okay here's an opportunity for me to do what i want and then i'll just go back to my home in jail yeah habitual offender asshole okay horrible human being so while the defense begged for mercy for Don Smith on the grounds that he is sick, the prosecution, on the other hand, delivered an impassionate closing, recounting the horrific details the juror had heard and saying the testimony and evidence could lead to only one conclusion. Quote, From the grave, she is crying out to you, Donald Smith raped me. Donald Smith strangled me until every last breath left my body. And then the prosecutor said, now it's time to hold him accountable for what he did. And they did. By unanimous decision, Don Smith was sentenced to death in early May of 2018, almost five years since he brutally murdered Cherish. Circuit Judge Mallory Cooper said, quote, Donald Smith, you have not only forfeited your right to live among us, you have forfeited your right to life at all. At times during the sentencing, Cooper's voice cracked from emotion. May God have mercy on your soul, she said just moments before the culmination of nearly five years of court proceedings finally came to an end. Don Smith did, however, appeal for a new trial, but it was denied January last year of 2022. So after Smith was formally sentenced to die, some jailhouse phone calls and recordings were released to the public. The evidence had been presented in court, but we didn't have free access to it like we do now. 
During visits with his mother, Don would talk about the notoriety of the case, saying that his case was even bigger than Casey Anthony, which at the time was international news. He also told his mother how Cherish basically followed him and wouldn't leave him alone, and because she hopped into his van, he was afraid to be seen with her because he's a registered sex offender, so basically saying it was Cherish's own fault, he had no choice but to kill her. He goes on to tell his mother that he blacked out. He doesn't remember anything but being ragefully angry with her for following him. He was also talking about how his mental health was going to be his defense, even going so far as to ask her to bring him a copy of the DSM-5, which is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual for Mental Disorders, um, which is the official reference manual used to accurately diagnose mental health conditions. Also, conversations between Donald and another inmate included Donald's disturbing views and comments on preteen girls. He says loudly and clearly that he likes 12 to 13-year-olds. He says, that's my target area right there. He also makes crude comments about preteens' anatomy and even says, I'd like to run into her at Walmart. Disgusting pig of a man. Now, clearly the jurors are all traumatized. Uh, those photos changed their lives. The few that were interviewed after the trial said as much. Counseling has been sought out by a number of them, and I wish them the best. Rain Periwinkle ended up losing custody of her other two children, Destiny and Nivea. Thank God. Yeah. During the aftermath of Cherish's murder, uh, the media was able to shed light on Rain's past and history, which included that she was born to Leslie Hoy in Australia. Her given name at birth was Kimberly Hoy. She gave birth to her first daughter, Lindsay, in 1986, and had basically left home and abandoned her little girl five years later to start a life in the USA in Florida, where she went on to have three more daughters. Dateline 2020 in Australia did an interview with the mom and daughter, and it's really good. The mom and daughter meaning? Of Rain in Australia. Like Rain's biological mother and Rain's biological oldest daughter. In Australia. In gotcha. Australia. Um, Rain's two youngest daughters were actually adopted by her family in Australia, and they're both doing just fine. That is actually wonderf wonderful to hear. Though I will say that that bitch looks like she is not from Australia. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, that's what drug abuse and stuff does no, to you, right? Shit. And the black hair, right? She has, it, it, during court at least, she had black hair. Did she not? I just remember it, like like her weird face. She being, looks normal. Like in the pictures that her mom was able to send from her. In Australia, she looked her, normal? From when she was there, okay. yeah. She moved to the United States. She got hooked on drugs, clearly, and went Probably because she felt guilty. Ugh, whatever. Apparently, Rain is fighting to regain custody. There's not a whole lot in the news, but but it doesn't look promising in, in any case because those kids, um, they're doing just fine. I and would in, just like to say if she ever hears this, I hope you don't get your kids back. Well, in my opinion, <laughs> she should not be allowed to even have children. Ever again. So I'm not going to come out here and blame her for what happened to Cherish. I I don't feel sorry for her. I pity her ignorance and her naivety. I really don't think it was ignorance. I think that she was receiving something, and so she didn't care as much. Like, I don't think she's ignorant. Like, she was getting stuff from this man, and he just so happened to take 
her daughter, which I remember when I was watching all the videos, there are time stamps and time frames for how long that little girl was like, like since they left to go to the McDonald's to when she actually called police. All of it. I I have nothing for this woman except for rage. So lots of people accused Rain of selling Cherish to Dawn for the for the gift card. I don't really think that's true. I think she was just a stupid, stupid woman with no common sense. I wouldn't put it past her. Again, I kind of see her a bit of uh, a monster through and through. Well, she said in the 911 call that she had a bad feeling about Dawn, that she didn't want to seem overprotective <laughs> and whatever else, but come That's on. Not overprotective. You're not talking about her running off with another boy or kid her age. You're talking about a fucking old ass man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's silly and she's full of it, in my opinion. Wow. And I just, you know, I just pity her ignorance and I'm thankful. I'm thankful that her other children now have responsible parents mm-hmm. to help raise them. Um, I hope nothing but the best for Rain and her future, um, <sighs> just without being responsible for children. Ever. Ever. Like, go do whatever you want. If you want to be hooked on drugs, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Do it on your own. That's right. Stop having kids. Get yourself fixed. Oh, my God. There are some very extreme cases where I think that government should be able to <laughs> decide what people. happens to a woman's body, and this is one of them. It's like, okay, so you you ditched one kid and then your other kid got murdered. That is not a coincidence. That's right. Just a terrible mother and a stupid, <sighs> stupid, stupid woman. And we didn't fully cover in this chapter, like, like you kind of did, how brutal this murder was like you explained like how she was found and everything but like to watch the testimony and and hear that woman cry as she's kind of going through it it's because he brutalized her in like just so many ways and like my mind sometimes can't stop itself from like like putting myself there and like like I think that's why I feel so much anger towards that mom is because I'm so disgusted like through and through they it could have been had, prevented. They actually had um, a medical anatomy book for preteen um, anatomy down there. What it's supposed to look like? Yeah. Um, just oh so God, that jurors, I remember that. Oh, just that so they so could bad. explain to jurors where things should be have located been. and the damage that he inflicted on her little body. It was like some parts were like like inside out and stuff and like just brutalized yeah and that's why i am so angry Mm -hmm. when it and like usually i have empathy i really do usually do not with this bitch wow in the 911 call one of the things that she says that just strikes me as a mother you might be thinking it but you don't say it out loud but she actually says to the 911 caller i hope he doesn't rape her because it happened to me like you might, like I said, you might think about, you might think of it, but you're not going to say it. Yeah. And is that the worst thing that you're thinking of? Like, and that's why people thought that it's a possibility that she could have sold her daughter off or had like some kind of silent agreement that like she was okay with something like that. It was already on her mind. And I'm also thinking back to, um, now I don't know if it was an interview or if it was, 
testimony, but Rain claimed to be psychic and that she had abilities and she had foresaw Cherish being raped and murdered when she was eight years old. So, okay, so let her go off with the man. She's full of it. Yeah. Maybe it's just because she's a drug addict. Maybe it's just because she's mentally ill. I don't like. I don't claim to know all with that stuff, or not even close. It's just. All well, of she it. doesn't Piece deserve our shit. sympathy. She doesn't deserve our empathy. No, like I said, I pity her, and I hope nothing but the best for her. But I, I personally would like to close the book on this one, unless something. No, if she gets her kids back or something like that, I'm going to throw into like an update episode just being like, hey, just so everybody knows, this woman is in charge of a child. Absolutely. And if anything happens with any of Don Smith's appeals or if his sentence is scheduled to be carried out, we will let you know here. But other than that, um, like I said, I'm closing the book on this one. Agreed. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends. If you don't mind giving us a five-star rating, it will help our show grow. You can also find us on Facebook and YouTube at True Crime Story Podcast, where the discussion can continue. If you wish to contact us, you may do so via email at truecrimestorypod at gmail.com. I'm Bree. And I'm Char. And we'll see you on the next chapter. Bye!